0: I see my Schwartz is bigger than yours. Hello interwebs and welcome to Close Up. I'm your co-host Joe. And I'm Ryan. Star Wars Celebration recently announced the future of Star Wars, and we have thoughts. Probably spoilers ahead for the animated series Rebels and Star Wars episodes seven to nine, you've been warned. Also, we filmed this after the first day of celebration on the Friday. So if there's important news we missed from Saturday or Sunday, oops we care about the big picture here more anyway and uh, breaking down the Mm -hmm. minutiae isn't our speciality so forgive us uh so zooming into our medium shot now how are we feeling about star wars in general before these announcements
1: i am uh i don't know if i'm excited but i'm interested to see where a lot of these projects are going Except for maybe the Ahsoka show, because I was kind of half and half on that one, and then I watched the trailer this morning, and I was like, "Hmm, this actually looks pretty good." So yeah, I'm. Uh, I've
2: been. I've been so positive. on the. I've
0: been so on the fence about Star Wars for so long now. Around the time of Last Jedi, I was I was out, basically. I was done. Uh, oh, why is that? <laughs> And then, you know, then there were a couple decent ones, like The Mandalorian kind of brought me back a little bit. And then I got into Rebels, which will be a big topic of discussion for today. And then The Clone Wars Season 7 came out, and I've liked a lot since then. You know, I've liked The Mandalorian and Rebels and Bad Batch and uh, Book of Boba Fett had its moments. Kenobi had its moments. Like, nothing since after the sequel trilogy came out, nothing's outright pissed me off. Uh, Mm -hmm. that was the lowest Star Wars ever got for me. And I've been like, I haven't really loved anything. Oh, except Andor. Andor is the only thing that I've, I've right loved in Star Wars since Mm -hmm. 2015. So yeah, you know, so I'm going into this slate for the future of Star Wars. I don't know how long it'll be the next, let's say five years. And I'm like, Okay, what are you going to bring in to actually make me excited again? And uh, did they excite me? Well, well, we'll see. So let's get into our close-up and find out. Spoiler
1: alert, um, probably not.
0: <laughs> full disclosure, uh, I didn't watch any trailer that wasn't officially released because I'm a square and I think it's wrong, and I don't want to see bootleg footage. It's not appealing to me. So I just watched the officially released stuff, which at the time of this recording was, I think, just the Ahsoka trailer. And we might touch on the Indiana Jones yes. and the Dial of Destiny trailer later, just because Lucasfilm Synergy. Now's the time to talk about it, if any. Mm-hmm. So what do you want well, to start I think
1: with? I, saw, I think I saw the Ahsoka like, Comic-Con trailer, but that was months ago, and I've completely forgotten it. Right. Because I think it was just like a nothing trailer. I don't think it gave anything away.
0: So, do you want but, to start uh, with the group. movies or shows? Uh,
2: Let's do shows. Let's do shows. Okay.
0: I had this written down in my list a little bit uh, poorly then. Okay, so let's, let's <laughs> go from least exciting to most. Let's start with Skeleton Crew. Because I had zero yeah. expectations for this. So, this show is said to be set in the Mandalorian era. And it stars Jude Law and a bunch of kids trying to return home. I read somewhere that it's described as an Amblin-style coming-of-age story set in the Star Wars universe. And Jude Law is Mm -hmm. apparently a Jedi. so
1: That gets me excited, seeing Jude Law.
0: Which, if he's a Jedi, I've heard some theories that say that he would be an Order 66 survivor. Mm -hmm. If he's a Jedi in the Mandalorian era. Because he's probably not part of Luke's order, so he must have been an order 66 survivor.
2: Which could be very interesting sure, for sure.
0: What's this like another surviving Jedi who survived the empire, somehow avoided the rebellion, or that we, mm-hmm. as far as we know, we don't know, and he's just helping these kids out.: Maybe these: are kids we ever going get to
1: a point Are we ever going to get to a point where there's too many surviving Jedi of Order 66?
0: No. <laughs> well, it'll be a while. 'Cause I mean, if you're looking statistically, I don't know how many Jedi there were in the galaxy. But right. like, like how how many Jedi were there in the galaxy during the height of the Republic? Like it would uh, be probably can, at least thousands. If anyone
1: can if anyone can find the time to go to that Coliseum battle and attack the clones and individually <laughs> count the yeah. Jedi that are in there. It's but that wasn't all even
0: that wasn't even close to them. But let's say there were thousands out there across the galaxy. Not including master, like masters, apprentices, younglings, whoever. So out of those That's thousands, true. not all of them, I bet you the vast majority of them... Okay, I don't really know what numbers I'm going to be throwing out here, but a lot of them were not on the front lines of the Clone Wars when Order 66 went down. I know right. Vader probably wiped out a lot in the Jedi Temple, probably killed a lot more hunting them throughout the years. But if there's... Even in the thousands of Jedi. And let's not talk about if there were tens of thousands. Probably dozens, if not a couple hundred, probably made it out of the Purge. And we barely mm-hmm. scratched the surface of who they were.
1: That's true. And I guess However, Yellings too, right? Like, who don't even know that they're tapped into the Force. And then later on, yeah, like Ezra I mean, did, you know? Like,
0: in Kenobi even. There was a whole underground railroad network for oh, former yeah. Jedi that we just got a, we scratched the surface of that. So there's a lot of former Jedi out there. And I'm, you know, I like Jude Law, so I'm curious to see what he'll do with this show. Maybe these kids will become Jedi, too. Maybe some of them are Force-sensitive. Or maybe it's just a Jedi on a small stakes mission to help some kids out. Which I think that could be unique for Star Wars, if that's what they do. That doesn't need to be Galaxy-spanning conflicts with galaxy-spanning consequences is just a skeleton crew of one Jedi and a bunch of lost kids on a on a mm-hmm. personal story. Could be nice. Well, it's gonna Little...
1: kind of, it's gonna be interesting because it says set like set to be in the Mandalorian era. So this is yes. after the Emperor and after Darth Vader. So it's gonna be interesting to see how they do that because as of Not canon, but as of common knowledge, the only, like, Jedi people know of is uh, Leia and Luke. So, I'd be interested to see if he still feels the need to stay in hiding, or... It's gonna be interesting to see how they deal with this.
0: Uh, what's, uh, what are we placing bets on if Deep Space Luke Skywalker shows up at some point in this show and tries to recruit
1: him? Oh, I'd put all my money on that.
0: Yeah. Like 100%. at the very end, he'll he'll show up like in, in Mandalorian season yeah. two and just be like, hey,
1: 100%. come on. Here. Or Sokka will show up, one of the two.
0: That'll be the twist ending. All these kids were killed by Kylo Ren when Luke's order fell. <laughs> these, these were the kids.
1: <laughs> if one of these shows ends with Adam Driver coming back just to murder a bunch of children, I will forgive Disney. Because <laughs> that's he's such a ballsy scene. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it'll kill Grogu, kill the, these kids, kill everybody. And we will be entertained. Just like we were
2: back in 2005. That was entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Child murder. Even the younglings.
0: All right, so next on my list here is Endor Season 2, slated for August 2024. And I am through the roof hyped on this. This is my favorite thing to come out of Star Wars in since Revenge of the Sith, probably, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And I have full faith in this team. I don't know how they're going to handle the time jumps because I hear that this season's going to move forward more rapidly. They got about four years to cover, and I hear it's going to end really close to where Rogue One starts. So they got a lot of time to bridge. But that probably just means the series will be even more fast-paced than season 1. The arcs will span years instead of days, which could be interesting. Like every arc is like every 3 episode arc is maybe a year. They could probably get away with that. Um I love the the practical sets on this show. I love the vibe. I love the the characters. Just everything about it screams Star Wars, but a more mature Star Wars, The side that, I just, that I've been longing for forever. The politics are fascinating in it, and it seems like they're going to double down on that. I heard the trailer description talked a lot about Mon Mothma, and there was a, apparently a shot in the trailer that showed her, her daughter wearing Imperial gloves or something. So I huh. guess maybe her daughter's going to start going more Empire. That'll be really interesting. And she'll uh, have to shoot her. No, because she's a, she's a pacifist. She doesn't... Mon is just a... Well, nobody, nobody suspects me. I'm just a bleeding-heart liberal senator who everyone just thinks boo. is... Not the rebellion leader who's going to crush the empire from the inside. Boo. Yeah.
1: Uh, boo
2: to pacifism. No, I'm kidding.
0: She's a lot more hardcore than people think. So what do you think about Andor? Oh, for
2: sure.
1: Uh, I'm excited for it. I don't know. <clears throat> I'm interested to see what they do in terms of the actual story structure, because uh, first season of Andor, there was like four different stories or four different arcs. So I'm excited yep. to see what arcs they do this season and if it holds up. And I'm sure it will, because the people behind it have done an excellent job. And uh yeah. Again, it's just like an announcement, so there's not much to really talk about it. (laughs)
2: There's not much
0: to say yet, but I just think it could be really interesting. Now, it does bug me a little bit that Disney keeps going back to the same well creatively. They really love this Rise of the Empire era, this 20-year time gap between Revenge of the Sith and A New Mm -hmm. Hope. If you look at most of the stuff Disney's put out for Star Wars in the last 10 years, a lot of it has been in that era. Which, hey, yeah. to be fair, it's a very interesting era, and you've done a lot of really cool stuff with that. Like Jedi Fallen Orders, another one of my favorite things to come out of the last 10 years for Star Wars. And I'm sure we'll get more news on Jedi Survivor. But, yeah, but they really love this era. The Jedi Order is crumbled. And the people have lost hope, and there's this small group of insurgents rising up to fight the Empire, who's just dominating everything right now. Mm -hmm. They're tightening their grip on the galaxy, and every act of rebellion just makes them squeeze their fist harder. Which, like Andor said in Season 1, just makes more people slip through the cracks and get out of the system. Uh... But, yeah, you know, as much as it bugs me, they make good stories in this era, so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be up for Andor. But after Andor well, 2 the... is done,
1: just stop. Just,
0: just can we move on?
1: <laughs> I know. I think that's the point of these TV shows, though, is to be the in-betweens of the movies. Where, like, yeah. Andor is the in-betweens of the prequels and the originals, and then Mandalorian is supposed to be the uh, in-between for the originals and the sequels. Yes.
0: Now, one thing that's a nice transition into the next show here, The Acolyte, Mm -hmm. which I was super hyped for when it got announced, I don't even remember, a couple years ago now, just based on concept alone. I didn't really know much about it, except that it was set pre-Phantom Menace, and it was going to be about the Sith in an era that's like, it's the High Republic, so that's peak Jedi Order. This is when the Jedi are at their height of their power, and we just have the Sith trying to break in it all. It's an underdog story following the villains in a time where the heroes are at their peak and a massive threat to them. And this could be really interesting. Finally, seeing a story about the subterfuge of the Sith, what they were doing for all these hundreds of years before Palpatine finally won, how they passed their knowledge down, how they, to their, from master to apprentice, How they outwitted the Jedi, infiltrated certain organizations, made themselves a presence. Like, what were the Sith doing for all these years between their big defeat in the Old Republic to Palpatine's reign? And this show probably murdering each other. (laughs) Well, no, that's why they. Well, yes, but I mean, that's why they had the rule of two, so they wouldn't murder each other. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't know how far into canon they're going to. But then,
1: but. But then they have to murder each other to keep it the rule of two.
0: <laughs> I don't know how far into the lore they're gonna get, but I remember growing up in the Legends continuity. That was the story of Darth Bane. In his where they book, had the chargers. <laughs> chargers. Oh well, I don't know. There's if a far about. like way way back
1: about. where the li- lightsabers they had to have it connected to a cord in Legends. Right. Like the very first lightsabers. I do remember those. But uh, the
0: story of Darth Bane was set about a thousand years before Phantom Menace. And his story was, he was from an order of He was like from the Brotherhood of the Sith. And they were a very corrupt order who just were constantly infighting and bickering. Not unlike the Senate and the Republic in its final days. And that's why the Jedi were constantly able to outwit and beat them. So Darth Bane manages to get... Like so all the Sith end up getting wiped out and Darth Bane's one of the only survivors and he decides mm-hmm. that he's going to rebuild the Sith order not as an order because it like a bunch of self-righteous not self-righteous but a bunch of um arrogant people all looking for power are obviously going to come into conflict with each other. You can't have a full order of these guys, so just two. A master to have the knowledge and pass it down to an apprentice who, if the apprentice is worthy enough, will take the knowledge and use it to kill the master. And when if you can kill your own master, that proves you were worthy enough to have the knowledge, and then you pass it down. So that's how the Sith gets stronger every generation. And I hope to see that finally get adapted more into live action. Mm-hmm. Palpatine was a bit of a cheat that way, because he just took on any apprentice he wanted, for different reasons. Uh, well, there weren't like, much. <laughs> Dooku was Dooku was his political weapon, Darth Maul was his assassin, uh, and Grievous was just, Grievous was another, like, adventurous were other assassins that, like, Dooku helped train, and then you get Anakin, who's just his enforcer
1: for the Empire. Well, yeah, but he lucked out getting, he lucked out on getting the goat, which was Anakin.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that was Got kind of Palpatine's <laughs> thing. Pal- Palpatine never, because he killed his own master... He never trusted all the knowledge to his apprentices. Palpatine was the one who broke the streak and he, he broke the rules right. because he hoarded all the power for himself. Palpatine was the guy who finally took over and passed on none of his knowledge, not the good stuff because he didn't want somebody killing him in his sleep like he did to his master. So I just, I hope the acolyte really gets into the inner workings of the Sith society that were scrapped yeah. when legends became legends. We don't really have a lot of canon stories like that as far as I know. So I'm I'm hyped for that. Uh I saw the creator, Leslie Headland, describe this Acolyte series as Frozen Meets Kill Bill.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting. I don't I don't see how that's a thing. <laughs> is this animated or is this live action? Live action. Okay. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah.
0: I guess so we have Frozen to wait and means, see. <laughs> Frozen meets Kill Bill is a very interesting... I'm assuming Frozen is more for, like, the mystical magic side of it all, like, the force. I guess. And Kill yeah. Bill is... And Kill Bill is, like... The violence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: the violence.
0: Which will be great. Yeah, I'm I hyped for see, this show. I want to see the I'm Sith. I'm hyped for the show because
1: it. I've always wanted... I've always wanted to see Sith lore be explored in... Uh, the major major productions. That's what I wanted to see in Last Jedi. I also wanted to see in Rise of Skywalker. I wanted to I wanted to see Kylo Ren train more. Yes. Uh, and per- and that was the concept for the the ninth film that that other director was going to do, and then Colin they scrapped Trader it. Role. Thank you. Yep. And I just because I feel like we just see so much of Jedi training where we're just so we know what it is, but we need to see. How, like, what's, what is the difference between the Jedi and the Sith, and but also what's the similarities, and how, how do they work off each other, and how do they work against each other? And I think waiting this long to do it has been a mistake, but now that they're finally doing it, it's really awesome.
0: I think this is a mistake too many franchises make, is that if the more long-running a franchise is, and people seem to have problems focusing on the bad guys. I don't get it you have a franchise that runs for this long and you're always focusing on the heroes. Why do you do that? Why, do you, why did Star Wars wait over f- nearly 50 years before we got a series focusing on the bad guys? Isn't that weird?
2: Yeah, no idea. Even in the, especially no, in the hopefully. Disney era, where the, like, they've released a
0: lot of stuff in the last 10 years. And I, maybe because it's Disney, they want to focus more on the heroes. They're only now opening up to the violence and the dark side uh, of the universe and they're willing to showcase that as the protagonists maybe they're finally starting to get a bit more nuanced i can hope um Mm -hmm. but um this could be very interesting if they let the bad guys just be the bad guys don't try to make the sith nuanced yeah make them compelling characters but don't try to make them seem like tragic anti-heroes who like oh the jedi are so flawed we kind of want to see the sith take them down like no don't don't do that they're the bad mm-hmm. guys we're just we're focusing on straight up evil people
1: <laughs> yeah also don't i mean they're going to do it like that but don't do what they do in battlefront 2 where you have the villain turn over to the other side halfway oh, through the that, fucking dude. thing don't do, don't don't do, do that, that either but i bet you any money disney will do that they'll try to be like well from my point of view, the Jedi are evil because uh, it's fine. uh history history
0: rhymes. I don't mind but this thinking, is, yeah. I don't mind that point of view. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. That's fine, just stick to it. Whatever mm-hmm. your worldview is, just keep that going. I, like yes, lean more into Sith philosophy. I wanna see you hate Jedi. I wanna see you slaughter a ton of Jedi. From the shadows, like an assassin. Give us, like, a Darth Maul kind of Mm -hmm. origin story set a couple hundred years before Phantom Menace. Like, this could be very, very cool if you do it right, but it could also Mm -hmm. be super predictable. Don't fuck it up. It could also be super predictable if you don't. I don't want to see a Sith story that turns out like Reva from Kenobi. Like, they very easily could do that same story over again (laughs) in a different era. You know, that's what I don't want to happen. To the accolade characters. Why'd you bring her up? (laughs) And like on paper, that's a decent story, but it's not like, and she's an Inquisitor. So fine, I'll I'll accept. I'll accept Reva for who she is because she was a former Jedi and she's an Inquisitor who's not really a Sith. She never really stood a chance against them, but these are actual Sith. So treat them like actual Mm -mm. Sith. Don't have any hope for redemption. Don't dangle that carrot in front of us. I don't want it.
1: Yeah. Remember when they kept her alive at the end of Kenobi because she was going to have her own show? Haven't heard shit since. <laughs> you remember when she was built up as the
0: main villain and then Aunt Baru nearly took her out? Well, she's
1: a badass, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was my favorite part. I was just, I was watching, I'm like, oh, uh, yep, I, like, I bet even Uncle Owen and Aunt Baru could take her out. I don't, I don't, and then Baru well, just pops so her in the back of her head and, like, that's so, yeah. That's the well. It's show. so
1: funny at the end, at the end of Kenobi, where you get or the final episode of Kenobi, where you have uh, one of the best fight scenes between Kenobi and Darth Vader, and it's this high, powerful, emotional fight. And then you have like twenty more minutes <laughs> until you get to the ending, because <laughs> like, oh, we have this Riva storyline we have to get rid of. Apparently, there is a fan edit of a uh, Kenobi where he has made it into a movie, and he's actually gone in and reworked some of the visual effects to give it more of a less um less volume looking feel to it. I don't know what the creator's name is, but it's been it's been hyped up.
0: I'd like to see that a version. And apparently I think and I think apparently he good...
1: knows apparently he knows how the visual effects work and they match so well is because the rumors are he has worked on Star Wars projects in the past. I see. I always
0: thought Kenobi made a solid Movie length story that they padded out. Yeah. Just six episodes. Like, it didn't need to be a mini series. Not with the story they told.
2: But, Mm -hmm. uh, okay, let's move on to the last show on the list Ahsoka. So, yeah. This trailer got me freaking hype, man. So hype. Because I was talking
0: to Justin for a while, like just last week, about how badly we wanted to see the live action. Uh, Rebels characters be brought in to the Mandoverse, uh, and I haven't showed him this trailer yet, but he's gonna love it when he sees it because we we were literally just talking about this last week, and I'm I love that like Harrison Dula is my favorite character from that show, to just to get to see her in live action and then the shot of chopper, I'm like yes, and I was just telling you on the last episode how I'm I'm not usually the kind of person to get excited when I watch stuff. I'm usually pretty. Loki, but when I saw Thrawn's back, holy shit. I got goosebumps. Man. You look <laughs> he look kind of skinny. He is gonna be honest.
1: He is skinny. Oh, is he's he? not a yeah. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right.
2: He's not a brawler, he's a tactician.
1: I, 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 I'm just saying. <laughs> Looked a little scrawny I'm just kidding. Uh holy man, yeah, I got, I got
0: goosebumps the way I haven't gotten goosebumps in Star Wars for a very long time. Like Thrawn has always been mm-hmm. one of my favorite villains. He's right up there with Bond's
1: a great villain.
0: He's right up there with Darth Revan for me, in terms of one of my some of my favorite Star Wars characters of all time. And especially right after they showed him when Ahsoka had that line where she said that he's the heir to the Empire. That makes my heart Mm-mm. sing, man. Brings me back to the days when I used to like Star Wars, back in back in the Legends days. I wonder, was,
1: yeah. I wonder if they'll work it into a way where Here's my theory. Thrawn is responsible for the start and the the start of building the first order. Like right before Ahsoka comes in and then takes him down. I can see that. And then he'll be like, It's too late. And now you and I will die together or something like that. Because is Ahsoka alive after the sequels? Yeah, okay, look. Who knows? I, I do I have to break
0: no. I don't want to go there. I don't want to do that whole thing where I break down the timelines. Because, look, there's a very compelling theory out there that says that the events of Rebels created two different timelines. And there's a lot.
1: Uh, of we're evidence. not doing this. There's no two different timelines in Star Wars. We're not doing it. It's not multiverse.
0: <laughs> there's a lot of evidence to back it up. Don't you want me to get into it now? There's a lot of evidence, no. really. No. Look,
1: I don't have the patience. But for the sake of
0: argument, for the sake of argument, if you're asking whether Ahsoka lived or died, if you're looking at Rise of Skywalker, you hear her voice with the rest of the spirits. So yes, you can say she died. All right. But in a version of Rebels, she also died as well. Which if you're following the events of Mandalorian and some of the comic books and stuff, that would very clearly lead to that timeline. But in the bit we're in Rebels where Ahsoka lives, where Ezra pulls her out into the world between worlds, that clearly also sets up a very different timeline, which theoretically, I don't know how it's going to play out. Cause like to me, there's the sequel universe where, you know, that's Ryan Johnson and J.J. Abrams. They have their sequels, but then there's the Dave Filoni universe. There's Rebels, Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett. Uh, this new Ahsoka show coming out. And we're not getting there yet, but the Mandalorian movie. That Dave Filoni's making is said to culminate all these stories, and that could be where it all comes to a head. To me, that's where it's going to say whether this either goes exactly the way you think it will, leads right into the sequels, or it's going to go in a different direction than we're expecting, and and prove that some fans were right for a very long time that there's actually two different timelines to Star Wars. There's the Dave Filoni verse. And then there's the sequel-verse. And it seems like if they go that way, they might be going down both paths.
1: There is no shot Disney would let him do that. Because that would basically say... That would be Disney's admitting that they're wrong, which they've never done in their life. Also, you could argue that Ahsoka never died in the first place. She was just sent to the future. And it's just you're seeing both times where... Because uh, you never actually see her die in Rebels. The thing just closes. And then, I just yeah.
0: Look, I just think that, that I know I would Rebels, want it.
1: I would want it to happen. That However, scene in Rebels
0: need some payoff, though. Is is the thing? Like, if if you introduce some rough time travel into Star Wars with that world between worlds, we haven't really seen the payoff for it yet. Other than him saving Ahsoka, so I feel like there needs to be far-reaching consequences. And it just so happens that Dave Filoni created that show, and he's creating all the shows where we would see the consequences for this. So if he's going to do something, if something is going to happen, it's going to be him that does it in these upcoming projects. True. I don't know if it'll play out that way or if it'll go some way I'm not even expecting. I just think it'd be very boring if all these things culminate to something we already know. We know the First Order rises. We know what happens to Luke's Jedi Order. We know... That Palpatine was behind things, and that he's a clone, and like we we know what we knew. The New Republic doesn't ever really do well either. Like we know what happens already, and I don't really want to see it play out. That story doesn't satisfy me. I'd rather see it go a different way, and then you know that way people can have their cake and eat it too. That way you can say okay for people who didn't like the sequels, you get Ray's New Jedi Order movie that continues that timeline, and then we have the Mando movie. Which follows along from the TV shows, the Dave Filoni timeline, where things maybe went a little bit better for all the characters and the good guys. And, like, not perfect, mind you, because that's boring, but it went a slightly different way. You can have both. It's not, you know, Marvel's established multiverses for years now. People get it. It, like, it can be done. And I'd be okay with it, is all I'm saying.
1: But um, The only... I'm playing a bit of devil's advocate because you do it all the time. The only... (laughs) And I love you for it. (laughs) The only thing I will say is I think it'd just be very jarring to a lot of major audiences because... Yes, it was a major show on uh, Disney XD for the longest time. But it is kind of a niche uh, project, what Rebels was. And for people, I bet there's still Star Wars fans who don't even know that there was time travel in Rebels. Yeah. So I feel like it'd be be kind of a jarring jump. And then also, again, it would be Disney admitting they were wrong. So (laughs) we're trying to fix a problem where they have said it's not a problem, it's the fans' problem.
0: I also think, I do think Dave Filoni's trying to lead people into it, though. If that is the Mm -hmm. way, if that is the way it's going to go, people haven't seen Rebels, sure. But then we also get this Ahsoka show. This trailer brings in the rebel characters. Picks up where rebels left off. They're going to find Thrawn and presumably Ezra because Ezra left with Thrawn in the finale. They, wherever they were, they went together. So we're getting the rebels crew back together. We're getting Thrawn back. She called in the heir to the Empire. So I think Thrawn's going to bring together the Imperial Remnant. Uh... And that's going to lead to a... And then they're going to fight. And then, like, maybe they'll get together with the Mandalorians at some point. Like, bo is getting the Mandalor, bo and Din are getting the Mandalorian remnant back together. Thrawn's getting the Imperial remnant back together. Luke's building up his Jedi Order. The New Republic's also trying to build up, and they're struggling. We got these four different factions all building up to something really interesting mm-hmm. that'll culminate and in this era and I just don't want it to go the most predictable way but because it's a live action show that's a spin off of the Mandalorian I feel like he's trying to he's trying to ease us into it if he's going to talk about time travel or the events of rebels he's going to mention it in Ahsoka in a way that's palatable enough
2: mm-hmm. for
0: for general audiences to figure out and if you didn't watch Ahsoka well too bad that's like, you're you're probably going to watch that before you watch Rebels if you're a general audience person. But there comes a point where it's like, guys, you got to get caught up. Don't expect us to explain everything to you. If you didn't get where the story was going, it was there. The information is there. You just did not watch the shows. Right. Like, if you're going to do the interconnected universe thing, you got to expect people to either get off the boat or keep up at a certain point.
1: Yeah. It'll be it, it'll be definitely interesting to see where this goes, and I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the show. I'm excited that um because for one, I love Ahsoka. I think yeah. she's a great character. Fantastic. And um and I love that we're getting a I know we already had it with Kenobi, but it was kind of set after Order Sixty Six, where we're getting a Jedi centered show where it's not illegal to be a Jedi. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Where, I then I hope they have a lot of fun with it. You have it on here as your list. Orange lightsaber people? Who the fuck are they? Very Are they interesting. Sith? Are they Acolytes? Are they some other faction? Be I'm very intrigued See? by that. Um, are they hitmen hired by Thrawn? Who knows?
2: Former Inquisitors, maybe? Mary,
1: Liz- Mary Elizabeth Winston is an excellent casting choice. Because oh, sure. I think she's got the sass to be Hera, and definitely the look when she gets into that abysmal makeup, which I'm <laughs> I would assume is not fun to wear for long periods of time. And uh, I looked up Ezra voice actor if he looked somewhat familiar to Ezra, and he could play live action. And then Google spoiled something for me. So oh, no. <laughs> or. It could be a it could be a rumor, but uh, it looks like they casted someone else as Ezra. Uh,
0: yeah, I think they showed a shot of Ezra in the trailer.
1: They did. Oh, I must have missed that.
2: He was that guy Sabine was looking at on the hologram. Oh, interesting. It's subtle. It's subtle, but people think that's Ezra, mm. which would make sense. Does he have a goatee? Did he have a goatee? No. No. But
0: I think he was dressed like Ezra from the show. That was his costume.
2: Yeah, I just think this is gotcha.
0: a this is a great a great showcase to make Rebels more legitimate for people who didn't watch it or didn't stick with it. People will probably mm. want to go back and watch Rebels after the Ahsoka show. Because I bet I will you would definitely introduce... probably
1: finish Rebels because I did not finish it. I think I stopped after season three.
0: Yeah, I know it wasn't your cup of tea. You've complained yeah. about it before.
1: Seeing ghost, uh, the ghost ship though was really cool, like a live action. Yeah, um, that's really awesome to see.
2: Did they show the ship
0: in the trailer, or was it just the shuttle from the ship?
1: A little bit. Uh, I uh, recognize the, the shuttle, and then it I was the, the shuttle, shuttle, and then like I think in the background, I think background, uh, okay. background. Here's my childhood lisp coming through. <laughs> but yeah, I also love seeing it's be uh, very, very Riley. interesting.
0: Genevieve O'Reilly is Mon Mothma. I love to see that in the trailer as well. Mm-hmm. She
1: back, baby. She's. Gonna I
0: love kill how it. they keep. I love how they keep using her for stuff. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy. Smith they Smith's brought is back Bail Organa. The, uh, I love they keep bringing him back too.
1: Whew, I love Jimmy Smith. And they brought back the uh, one antagonist from uh, Mandalorian who she fought. Yeah, like uh, who had the steel back in season two. Who had the yeah. best the best scar staff? Yeah. It was so funny. People were like complaining. Uh, I remember when that came out. People complained, it's like, "Why is it, Why is she on par with Ahsoka?" It's like, no, Ahsoka's literally like taking her time, and then she goes full Ahsoka mode when she turns the lightsaber <laughs> around. It's like, okay, I've implored you enough. Exactly. But yeah, the uh, one, um, the one orange lightsaber person, the guy with the white beard, he looks familiar, and he looks awesome. Familiar is You know the character. Or
0: you know the actor. The actor. Hmm. Yeah, that could be. I don't think I recognized him from anything, but yeah, not offhand. Yeah. I just think this show looks epic. Just this trailer gave mm. me goosebumps, and I loved everything I saw. Yeah, maybe it was. A I hope nostalgia. it's an epic show. Maybe it was just a hit of nostalgia seeing the you know the rebels crew again and getting to see. And I'm a fan of Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. She played the part mm. well, and I look forward to seeing more of her. But it just looks like what I wanted out of the New Republic era, just like badass Jedi doing mm-hmm. like fighting the remnants of the empire and Thrawn, this master tactician. It just it, it looks like the stories I remember hearing about the New Republic as a kid from Legends in mm-hmm. live
2: action. Like it, I didn't want Filoni's the
1: behind this show, right? Yes. He's going to be behind the show? Good. Yes. Yeah, he's gonna be president one day of Star Wars. <laughs> I've always said I hope not, though. I don't want him. I know, because... I know, because it would make it said he'd he'd stop creating. But there's no other choice besides John Favreau. It's like one of those two. It's literally one yeah. of those two.
0: And I don't think Favreau would wanna. Um, he wouldn't want no. a desk job either. He's a director. He's a writer. It's
1: he get too bored.
0: <laughs> yeah. These guys are creatives. That's what they do.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So very excited. Let's... And I'm excited that Ahsoka is actually relatively soon that it's coming out this year. Yeah. So let's
0: spin off to talk about Dave Filoni's Mandalorian movie. So. Okay. They said this is allegedly going to cap off the show's stories between the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. Ahsoka, Book of Boba Fett. And was there any others that I'm forgetting?
1: Uh possibly Kenobi, possibly, but who knows? Yeah, like, I don't know if there's much. Yeah,
0: basically, it seems like the TV universes are going to Avengers themselves into a Mandalorian movie. Um, Damn. which I'm a little mixed on. If you're really culminating all these storylines, I don't know how you can do it in a two-hour movie. That's going to be that's going to be a tall order, and I don't know who you it's even bring in Probably going to be that. a
1: three-hour movie then.
0: <laughs> like if you're if you're gonna yeah if you're gonna do a Mandalorian movie that's paying off all these things, how many characters are you going to have then? Are you going to have all right? I assume you're going to have Mando, Grogu, Bo-Katan, probably Ahsoka, mm-hmm. the rest of the Rebels mm-hmm. cast, Boba Fett, probably Finnix Shen as well. That's like at least eight people, probably more. Like Ten. I didn't count everybody, but that's like ten characters. Yeah. Not to mention Thrawn is probably going to be the main villain of it as well.
1: Probably. That'd be the best choice.
0: So you got to have, well, that's clear. That's where it's building. Who, who knows? Maybe even deep fake Luke Skywalker. <laughs> You're
1: gonna, is the villain? No, <laughs> like
0: in the movie, like in the movie doing a thing.
1: All the TV personalities fight Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Deep fake Luke Skywalker. I just mean
0: there's so many uh, characters they set up on this show that would be relevant for this movie that I don't know right. how they're going to pull it off. If you told me the combination of all these things was a whole season of TV, I'd believe you. But to do it in a movie? Uh,
1: I'll, tell you how the, I'll tell you how they'll do it. I'll tell you how they do it. They have Dave Filoni do it, which is what they're doing. So... Have faith in the Godfather. <laughs> I'm scared in a movie though. In the show, yeah, it's probably going to be like two and a half hours, man. It's probably what's going to be, and what the sad part is, a few of those characters, like maybe in the side characters, will be uh, reduced a little bit because my best guess is they're going to do uh, Mando. Like the main focus is going to be on Mando, Bo Katan, and Ahsoka, and then maybe like a little bit of the rebels. That's going that's just, my theory.
0: I also just worry about what you said before too about people not knowing what's going on. And I know I said at a certain point you either got to get on board or drop off, but I think a movie is a different is a slightly different story. I think the Avengers worked because you only needed to f- watch a couple 2-hour movies to get the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And the Avengers mostly works even if you've only seen a couple. This is like Three different shows encompassing over four years, probably five or six years of television by the time this movie's out. Right. And I'm assuming if they want to make it a movie, movies have to be more broadly accessible. They're not just putting this on... I doubt they're just putting this movie on Disney Plus to finish up the series. I bet you this is going to have a theatrical release, which means they probably need to make it standalone enough that people who haven't watched six years of television can understand what's happening and still be entertained because movies are all about broad appeal this isn't just a movie for the fans otherwise they wouldn't do it they want you know a big tentpole star wars movie i'm sure so i just i don't know how they're gonna find that balance you you waste too much time explaining for the newbies then that's a big exposition dump and that's like that's gonna kill your pacing if you go too, new- or if you
1: just go full out, just go full out and be like, "Sorry, newbies, because this is clearly like it says, it's finishing up all the TV shows." And a lot of a, Star Wars is so big that it, there is a huge audience for the TV shows. It's that it's any yeah. it's what anybody talks about uh, when those shows come out. It's literally it's kind of like Game of Thrones or House of the Dragon. It's that huge when it happens. Yeah, and just- sorry to the newbies that don't show up. Like, if they don't have to explain anything, then they don't explain anything. Like, look what happened in Infinity War and in Endgame. They didn't explain shit, because they knew people were going to follow that. True. So,
0: good example. sucks
1: for the newbies. I
0: just, I see this being, like, movies are more financially successful in theaters, but I just, I don't know how (laughs) many people are going to watch and like this if it's not on, if it wasn't a straight up Disney Plus release. Like if you just dropped it on Disney Plus along with the other shows, like okay, here's a Disney Plus original movie, bigger budget, big cast.
1: We all no, know this what's needs going on. to be on the big screen. I know, mean, and if they're going to culmination all these shows. It needs to be on the big screen.
0: Yeah, I just don't know how they're going to find that balance between like hardcore they won't. fan appeal and they don't need know, to.
1: But then they it's don't not going to do well.
0: How uh, do you know, It's Star words. Wars.
1: It's Star Wars in the movie theaters. It's one of the biggest franchises of all time. People go and you- go see it regardless people went and saw the last jedi with all the bad mouth people went and saw the rise of skywalker with all the bad mouth they they still made over billions and millions of dollars they did not see solo was shit
0: (laughs) solo was fine it just it got it got a bad rap but the point is a star wars movie has been proven to bomb it was the failure of solo that made them go this long without doing a movie since the sequels in the first place they announced that, why do you think they've been announcing all these movies for years and then canning And them? then Solo made them, them yeah. Solo made them afraid to try mm-hmm. anything else other that wasn't Star Wars with a number next to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Rogue
2: One did well enough yeah. for them, but Solo made them scared. So...
1: I just think they just need to hike up their pants and do whatever they want. Like, just go balls to the wall. Stop playing it safe. You don't have to be broad. It's a culmination of television shows. How do you explain those to a wider audience without giving, without making it too, like, exposition y? Here's the answer you don't. So sorry for those newbies. If you haven't been paying attention, you haven't been paying attention. Sucks to suck.
0: Yeah. I think it'll be, if they do it that way, I think it'll be a decent movie. I just don't know if it'll do well. And if I'm Disney, I'm worried about the bottom line.
1: So. But it's also word of mouth though. If it's a good movie, word of mouth will spread and then people will go see it. Why do you think people went to go see the D&D movie? The promotion at first wasn't that great, but word of mouth got around saying it was a really fun movie and it's doing really well. Just yeah. word of mouth. Well, you just I have to make hope. a good movie. I'm I'm hesitant, but I can hope. So, next up, I went and saw <laughs> I went and saw <laughs> Force Awakens 3 times in theaters, all right? They'll do fine. <laughs> Yeah. True. Uh, so next up, James
0: Mangold's Dawn of the Jedi.
1: I'm hyped. Me too. I'm hyped for this one. So this movie James is James allegedly... Mangold is secretly one of the best directors out there.
2: Lately, yeah. Uh, i liked every movie I've seen of his.
1: Yep. He's done Logan, he's doing Dial of Destiny, and he also did 310 to Yuma remake, which is an excellent do- movie.
0: Did he do Ford versus Ferrari or am I? He did. On... He did. Okay,
1: I like that one too. Yeah, I've liked every movie he's done that I've seen. Mm-hmm. So I honestly don't think he's had a miss. He did the Wolverine in 2013, but that is not the worst Wolverine movie. All right, so I have. He, did, this... he was in Girl Interrupted. Is that real? Really? So I have a. I have an wow, actual. He'd... Yeah. He directed Maybe. the movie Angelina Jolie won an Oscar for. That's awesome. Really?
2: Well, good for I him. did not know that. So I have this quote here yeah. from
0: him where he explained what this movie is going to be. So he says, The idea of where it all started. To make a Star Wars Zero, if you will. Where was the Force born? To me, a movie always has to have a question to answer. Some singular thing that you can say it's about. Not just connecting plot of who built this when and who's going to defeat, but what's it about? And to me, this is about this discovery. Which, that's very intriguing. So I'm assuming this Mm -hmm. is probably, if it's about discovery, then it's probably one of the first people figuring out they can manipulate the living force around them to use its power for their own ends. What do they choose? Very interesting. If they're gonna be a Jedi, then I guess they choose to use it for good. But by that same token, if they're (laughs) discovering how to use it for good, I really hope we see the seeds of the Sith as well. The first people who use it for bad as well. And they probably gotta have a
1: little bit of conflict in there, so they probably will show a little bit of seeds of the Sith.
0: They won't be Sith, obviously, because that's too early. But uh, unless they want to make this canon that the Sith started immediately at the same time. Because I always like the story that the Sith kind of broke off from the Jedi after years of just disagreeing with them. They were just the more hardcore members of the Order that schismed off into their own thing. Kind of like actual mm. religions start. A lot of the major religions started off at similar bases and then they all just schismed out with disagreements. Like, they kind of yeah. root to the same... They all root to the same books. They just started disagreeing at certain points. And I think the 100%. Sith it the same way. So I want to see how those mm-hmm. roots. I don't want to see the actual schism take place, but what I want to see is multiple schools of thought on how to use the Force that you know are going to branch off in hundreds or thousands of years yeah. into an
1: age-old rivalry. I hope, uh, I hope uh, Boyd Holbrook is in it. Because he's in Dial of Destiny, he's in Logan. So I yeah. think James Mangold likes him. <laughs> so I hope he's in it.
0: <laughs> you think he'll be the first Jedi?
1: Probably I hope not. he's the first Sith.
0: <laughs> no, he yeah. does make him play villains and
1: stuff, doesn't he? Yeah. So. yeah, It would actually be cool to see him play as a protagonist instead. Just to see. Yeah. He's also... Oh, I remember that. He's also in Gone Girl. I just remember that. He's got a small oh, role in that. So he's what I want to see... Underused.
0: Uh, so not just the origins of the Sith, but I also want to see the roots of the Jedi Order going wrong too. I want to see how the mm-hmm. original Jedi Code lays the groundwork for how it kind of gets perverted by the prequel era.
2: Mm-hmm. What are the
0: original tenets the Jedi say versus how they kind of ended up being? How do they get? How do they get it wrong? Hey, maybe we'll even see the prophecy of the Chosen One in here. Maybe that'll finally get like first Jedi foresaw this years later that could be potential as well now that I'm thinking about it
1: mm. he will bond the galaxies together and he will be a kick-ass pod racer whoa mm.
2: <laughs> and
1: yeah. then that section of the prophecy gets lost over time <laughs> so they never know yeah.
0: <laughs> I also like the idea that this is pre-old Republic so this is like the furthest back in the timeline ever this is yeah. the, like, this the is Big Rudy Bang, everything Star Wars Big Bane. Yes. So I'm very excited. See, the things that get me the most excited are the stuff we haven't seen before. Once again, not the stuff that's said in the Rise of the Empire era or anything like that. I saw a comment uh, on like a YouTube video that kind of resonated with me this morning. And they're like, why does Disney keep focusing on this 50-year time span, give or take? And it's true. Like basically Mm -hmm. from The Phantom Menace up to the sequel trilogy era. Like, that is the era we've been focusing on, but it's a big galaxy with a huge history. Yeah. So give me more, like, Dawn of the Jedi. Give me more stories like the Acolyte. I don't know if they're going to be good. I just appreciate we're seeing different stuff. Totally different Mm. eras of the Jedi and the Sith and politics in general. And, like, that's fascinating. I want Star Wars to get out of its comfort zone. Be weird. Mm. Be different.
1: I was always... I was always interested to see if they could do a storyline before the prequels, like 5 yeah. or 10 years before the prequels. But those are usually like technically peace times between you know the Jedi and whoever, but they did they did maybe really it's... well on
0: Tales of the Jedi seeing the uh the story yeah, between Yeah, but that's Duke, like yeah. Dooku's Rise was fascinating. That's in
1: between though, you know. Yeah, there's that <gasps> stuff too and I wish they did that it, like, like like I mean like live action stuff. Where like, what would the story yeah. be? There would it be maybe like Young Adventures of Qui Gon, or, um, yeah, like even a Count Dooku movie, but that'd be tough to do live action of. You just no, couldn't no. replace Christopher Lee like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if like they're afraid to it, uh, to go around that timeline, or there's just no really like good ideas for it at the moment. I'm sure they're I'm sure there's like, for all these shows that get announced there's, like, a recycling bin of all the story ideas that they yeah. have. I mean, look well, at the past, what, five years of all the shit that's been announced and then been canned?
0: Yeah. And that's why it's something like the High Republic is a very interesting era to me. Like you said, because it mm-hmm. is. It's the height of everything. This is the Jedi, when they were at their most influential, probably, like, before their code got perverted, before the Republic was bloated to the point of constant disagreement and bureaucracy and corruption like this was when the republic was contained the jedi just did their jobs they weren't involved in politics too much like this was when everything was good and so like things were pretty bad like so i i disagree in saying that pre phantom menace things were already going to crap this was like the seeds of things Mm -hmm. just going bad right around the phantom menace so that is an interesting era So I think the High Republic's even more interesting, though, because, like, what kind of stories can you tell when everything is as good as can be? This is when you get the Sith. That's why you focus on the Sith in the shadows here, probably. Because you're like, yeah, everything's a little too perfect. Nobody's paying attention to the rotten underbelly starting to form. They don't realize it. That's true. So that could be, but Dawn of the Jedi, this is where everything starts, and uh, I'm, I'm very excited for this. And this is another mm-hmm. thing going going back to before. You don't need to have any Star Wars knowledge to watch this. This is a prequel to the prequels. This is like the OG. This is the founding of the new religion. So theoretically, you shouldn't need any Star Wars knowledge for this movie. Theoretically. <laughs> theoretically, because if they're like, what do you need to know? These are guys who are discovering the Force for the first time and founding the Order. Right. So it seems. So it's like. Like you yeah. said, this is like James Mangold said himself right there. He said he's trying to make Star Wars Zero. Star mm-hmm. Wars Episode Zero. Which is.
1: Does really that mean cool. there's no Star Wars? No, you idiot. Sit down. Shut up. Eat your popcorn.
0: But, but if it's a prequel to Star Wars, there might not be a Star Wars to have. It
1: might just Shut be. Shut up. Peaceful. Sit down. I got you Cherry Coke.
0: Ooh. <laughs> All right, so last up for their announcements, we have the New Jedi Order movie starring Daisy Ridley.
2: Woo! <sighs> I don't know. Hesitant, but I intrigued. Know. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Listen she was not the problem with those movies. Here's the whole thing. She's Daisy was problem. great. Daisy was great. Yeah.
0: And I even started liking her in Rise of Skywalker. I could see the potential of, you know, once I got beyond my own, I really don't like this movie and what they did to the Mm -hmm. legacy characters and whatever, I could see the potential in her to be a good Jedi Master for a new order, and if I could put aside my hatred for the story of how she got here, I'm intrigued to see what she does. Mm
2: -hmm. I
0: always, this is the era I wanted the sequels to be set in in the first place, to be honest, not even... Like, you screwed up the legacy character so bad, but now we're past that. You can't do any more damage to the legacy. Now it's just, let's move on. And this could actually be really good if they learn from their mistakes. If they make her more into a well-rounded character instead of somebody who's just always...
2: A Mary Sue.
0: Yeah, who just always gets their way effortlessly. If she actually has some problems to face, some more flaws, Uh. Maybe has some difficult students to teach. Like if she's not like the best at everything consistently, and like if there's actually if she actually has an arc, this could be a good
2: movie. <laughs> I know Daisy Ridley's up to the task. With good writing, she can do <sighs> wonders. I think. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I'm not as like as uh harsh on the sequels. As a lot of people are, even though every time I rewatch them, I find something new to hate. But yeah, she's never been the problem. And I think, okay, now we're going to focus on Daisy's character instead of what do we think Star Wars fans want to see in a sequel? And it's very interesting to see what they... Is there a director attached to this? I think there is. I think she uh, like just won an Oscar, too. Let me see.
0: The name I have here is obey Obeygenoi.
2: Yeah, I think she just won scene. an Oscar. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, good for her.
1: Um. So that'll be very interesting to see, as long as certain executives—we won't name names—get out of the fucking way and just let the, cause that that just just let the film be the film, cause when you you know when executives are in the movie because it's the most by the numbers BS crap you've ever seen in your life. But when it's an actual filmmaker, when it's an actual filmmaker at the helm, you can tell that they're actually making choices for better or for worse for the film and that they're actually taking risks. So I'm interested I... to see what they do.
0: That's why I'm so worried though, because the fact they're even making this movie tells me uh, she who shall not be named is already involved because I don't know what the demand for this story was in the first place. Once again, I'm intrigued, but I wouldn't have asked for it. Not right now. Uh, Maybe Mm -hmm. in like another ten to fifteen years, I'd be interested. I bet
1: young fans love that this is announced, though. Yeah, but they don't have a say. Star Wars. They they
0: don't have a say. (laughs) They don't get a say. (laughs) Force Awakens. Let's say you were like eight years old when that came. That that movie came out. You're probably a like a middle of high school right now. I don't know, if you were like a yeah. solid age when you first saw episode 7, 8, and 9. Yeah, and I'm sure you love those movies, but your wallet's not paying for it, probably. <laughs> or maybe this is the time, I don't know. You'll probably be adults by the time this movie actually releases in theaters. With enough money to buy into it. Mm-hmm. So that, it's possible, maybe this is the right time to do it. I would have wanted to wait another 10 years or so, actually make me get a little nostalgic for it. You know, re examine and soften my opinions a little, but to release it just a couple years after Rise of Skywalker and the sequels, which are still very hotly discussed today by a lot of people, I feel like the climate's still just too hot for this. It's very, once again, it screams to me of an executive being like, hey, we're going to push the story we want to tell, whether you like it or not. And that worries me. And if it's, a, if it's just a, somebody had a good idea and they're going to run with it, like you said, that's fantastic. Give me mm-hmm. all day long. Give me that story. But I don't trust these people to learn from their mistakes. They didn't... As the sequels were coming out and getting thrashed constantly, they doubled down on their opinions. They attacked the fan base and said, we were wrong for feeling the way we feel. Oh, you don't like it? Oh, well, that's your problem cuz you're wrong. Well if like well if the fans are wrong, what are you making these movies for then? What's the what what are you trying to prove here <laughs> by putting <laughs> by making movies for yourself that the vast majority of people are at the very least just kind of meh on if not outright disliking it. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't trust that these people will learn from their lessons and actually listen to the criticisms once again if you listen to the fans criticisms of ray and don't just don't just blanket assume we hated ray because we were sexists and misogynists and didn't want to see a female lead in star wars i actually liked ray as if that's, as a if that's why you think we didn't like ray then this movie is going to be garbage but if you actually mm-hmm. listen to legitimate criticisms not just the incels and the People who, and, and the actual misogynists and, and the review bombers, if you listen to the actual criticisms of what we thought was a problem with her character, then this could be fantastic. You know, this could be mm-hmm. Daisy Ridley living up to her full potential. Kind of like how prequels, me. prequel actors are getting their renaissance now. We get to see Hayden Christensen and Ewan mm-hmm. McGregor back, and even Ahmed
2: Best, Genevieve O'Reilly. Like, they're starting to get Tamara Morrison.
1: Part of me believes that uh, Daisy really would not sign on for this unless she thought it was a good story. Where I think there's... And there's even been clips of, uh, like, interview clips popping up uh, right before Rise of Skywalker. Sorry, uh, right before um, The Last Jedi promotion where she agreed with um, Mark Hamill on some of his criticisms of the Luke characterization. And I think there's a clip also of how she felt that Finn as a character was done dirty by Disney and how he was heavily promoted for Force Awakens, but then kind of shoehorned away for Ray's story. And I don't think she, you know, she's been kind of missing for a couple of years, but who hasn't because of COVID? And I don't think she wouldn't do this for a paycheck. I think she adamantly loves that she was in these movies and loves this franchise. And, you know, Parmy. And I think she was actually a good part of the sequels. It was just the way her character was written was just very kind of basic. So, mm-hmm.
0: well, let me be. Let me. You can't do cy- a
1: Ray. You can't do a Ray movie without Daisy Ridley, and yeah, she has to sign on to do it.
0: Let me be the cynical guy here and say they they got her back the same way they got Harrison Ford back—a boatload of money.
1: <laughs> That's true.
0: Because he was very, like, all the sequel actors have basically come out and voiced their discontent with how that franchise went. John Boyega, especially, mm-hmm. has been pretty vocal about his problems with those movies. Daisy, very. a little bit. Oscar Isaac, less than the others. And, you know, I, I don't know if that do you think they'll come back for this? You think they're going to get Oscar Isaac and John Boyega back?
1: Uh... It's possible. I'm not ruling it out, but I don't think John Boyega would come back unless they gave him a good reason to. Even without money, I mean, Disney has unlimited money, but
0: I got a reason already. He's
1: just been so hurt by it. What's
0: that? Rise of Skywalker set him up as a potentially force-sensitive person. Fifteen years on, raised new Jedi Order. He could be a teacher there by Mm -hmm. now, probably.
1: That's true. Maybe it has. Maybe it has Ray teaching John Boyega, or um, or Finn. Well, they know?
0: did say this movie's fifteen years on, so I hope he'd be trained by oh, now. Oh, right,
1: that's true. So
0: I hope he's and maybe gonna be they like like finally have. Yeah.
1: Maybe they finally have a relationship, which a lot of fans wanted, and which I also kind of wanted, instead of the forced fucking relationship between Ray and Kylo for no reason.
0: Most people were shipping Finn and Poe. More than anyone with Rey.
1: I mean that too, that too.
0: Which they could make Whatever. that a thing. I don't really care either way. <laughs> you did. I'd be like, well, like, like I don't really see the setup for it, but also I don't care enough. Like, okay, mm-hmm. it's just I they just only acted on like it. a
1: couple in Force Awakens, and then in yeah. the rest of the movie, and they didn't talk. Well, they barely talked in the second, and then they just argued a lot in the third.
0: Like, if you had made them a couple in Last Jedi, I'd have bought it based on where they were at then. Mm -mm. But if you do that now, post Rise of Skywalker, I'm like, well, it it didn't feel like it was going that way now.
1: But, whatever. I feel like this movie is definitely, it's just going to be a... It's possible, yes, it is possible it's them saying, fuck you, we're going to go with what we think is right. We don't care about the fans. But it could also be like, hey... We messed up. Here's a good version of the sequel characters because we do care about these characters and we do care about the actors in them and we don't want to just throw them away because of how poorly received the sequels were. So the fact that they announced this movie and announced that Daisy Ridley's really back is super ballsy for them and I kind of yes. respect it.
0: I know the news is not being met that happily by a lot of people, just based on the internet comment sections I've been reading. But Well,
1: keyboard warriors don't matter, so Yeah. I just worry more about the
0: the general audiences who were not that enthralled by the movies to begin with. And not and this movie might not do well, not out of hate, but out of apathy.
2: I don't know if people care enough to go see it. Um but once again, maybe those teenagers who
0: have a little disposable income and nostalgia to play with might be the ones driving this one forward.
1: Why are you saying disposable income? Like the ticket's going to be 30 bucks. It will <laughs> you be think the inflation's get... comes up. inflation is going to be that bad.
0: <laughs> what do you think 18 year olds have money to blow? I know when we were 18, people weren't going to movies every week. It's expensive. Uh, teenagers don't like is. movies. I don't know any teenagers going to the movies every week. It's kind of it's a dying thing. They watch they watch streaming, but they don't watch broadcast TV. They don't go to movies. We're like I feel like we're the last generation that still does that stuff on occasion.
1: Unless it's a Marvel
0: movie, yeah. Unless it's a Marvel movie, basically. I don't think even, even Star Wars is cool enough to bring them all in now. Unless they come with their parents, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, all depends. Generate,
0: yeah. But their parents are probably Maybe you're just pissed being a off generationist.
1: With the sequ- Maybe. But I bet their I mean, parents are pissed I mean, no, off at the sequels too. I don't know if they'd go
0: with them. Probably. <laughs> um, uh. So this could be very hit or miss. I'm I don't know. We'll see. Oh for sure. So for good measure, let's talk about the new Indiana Jones trailer. I know it's not a Star Wars thing, but they released it alongside the Star Wars celebration stuff. Technically, it could
1: be a Star Wars thing because Han Solo traveled to a planet where Chewbacca became Bigfoot and Indiana Jones hunted him.
0: Technically. Wasn't that a comic book? Yep. Yep. (laughs) Comics are weird people. Read them more.
1: (laughs) I can't remember if Chewbacca dies at the end of that comic or not. I don't think he does. (laughs) I I don't think he did. Uh I think that looks great. I think it's a way better yeah, trailer than
0: the first one they released.
1: You see more uh, of Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character and you're like, yeah, looks, even though it's his goddaughter, she uh, has very much of the same mannerisms of Indiana Jones. I think she does great. She's going to be a I'd great like, uh yeah. Legacy yeah. I
0: like character. the vibe she, I like the vibe she brought to this trailer. She looks better in the role than I was expecting. I mean, I haven't really seen her in anything, so I don't I don't know, but she looks like a You Haven't character. seen her in Fleabag. I don't watch Bag. yet. Oh, it's so good. I'll get around to it. It's one of the million things on my so often quoted list, which is an actual list somewhere.
1: But It's not a list anymore. It's a fucking Declaration of Independence now. That's how volume. big the paper is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a volume. It's a- <laughs> the list volume one of seven. <laughs> it's, a, it's an actual book. I just call The List.
0: <laughs> that'd be of funny stuff, of stuff to get to so yeah uh, I'll get to Fleabag but I, I really like the look of this Indiana Jones trailer the de-aging tech especially is very impressive
1: it's mind-boggling yeah it's scary they come a long,
0: come a long way since what was the first big one? Ant-Man? That's Tron? The one I
1: re- Tron yeah. Legacy? no Tron yeah that was the first 2009? I think that was He looked f- like 10, a f- fucking clay doll. It was <laughs> I'm bad not your Mac, father, but... Sam.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that was bad. But it was groundbreaking oh. for the time. The next leap forward I remember was Michael Douglas and Ant-Man. That looked good. Yeah, and then they just got better from there. Mm-hmm. They did uh, Nick Fury and Captain Marvel looked really good, too. Uh they did Robert De Niro for a separate de aging thing in The Irishman.
1: Uh, they did well, a They, lot ma- of they it. went. They took. They took those old actors and just made them less old. Like they still, they still put them at the age of old, but they were very old.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll see which worked for this. the film. Yeah. So we'll see how this goes. I mean, nowadays they have deep fake Luke Skywalker. Now it's not just de aging. It's let's make a completely. Different character with a
1: body double stand I love that's his full name now. Whenever we see Luke Skywalker. Deep no, no, there's Luke Skywalker.
0: <laughs> there's Luke Skywalker, and there's deep fake Luke Skywalker. Deep fake Luke
1: Skywalker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can I? I just thought
0: about this, but do you think we're going to see <sighs> Mark Hamill's Force Ghost in the new Ray movie?
2: Is there potential it's for awesome. that? Because he possible. can still make a. Did he?
1: Did he come? He came back for last uh, for Rise of Skywalker, and he had so. I mean, he comes he back was, a lot.
0: He was her teacher. He's on set
1: for Mandalorian.
0: He can be like an Obi Wan Kenobi sort of figure, I think, and guide her mm-hmm. when she's at a low point. Maybe I don't know. I think that'd be cool. Hey, any yeah. appearance by Mark Hamill in Star Wars is fine with me.
1: Mm-hmm. Especially with he all these, uh, he voiced someone in a. The latest Mandalorian episode.
2: Oh, sweet.
0: Mm-hmm. Was it one of the aliens or something?
1: It was one of the I Have Spoken guys. Oh, the Ugnats mm-hmm. That's awesome. Ugnaughts, yeah. That's really cool. I Have but Spoken. Yeah. And then it made me sad to remind me of that character. Queel. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, and he looks like a fun adventure. I don't have a lot to say on it, but... Uh, We'll be discussing it in a couple
1: months. Whenever that comes out, I like the June. I like the one line. I've been kidnapped six times. I've been shot nine times. Once by I your father. By your
2: <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Indy. Did I see um, what's his name? Oh God. He
1: voices Puss in Boots. What's his name? Antonio Benítez. Yeah. Did I see him in the trailer? I don't he's in this movie isn't he i didn't see him but maybe maybe hold on antonio i almost said i almost said benicio del toro that's a completely different person (laughs) uh yeah apparently he's in it cool sweet sweet i also love sala give him hell indiana i love sala he's great I love when Jonathan Rhys-Meyers doesn't have to play a dwarf. And he can just be on screen with other actors. Uh, not that they say he wasn't great as Gimli. Of course he was. But it's a lot of... Uh, yeah. It's a lot of um, camera work to make him fit in that. And there was an interview where uh, he was on, in, um, Ford was on a talk show <laughs> recently. He goes, so after you hang up the mantle, who do, you play? who do you want someone else to play as Indy? He goes, no one. He dies with me, and the whole crowd in the in the theater was like clapping, like yeah. I love how Harrison Ford doesn't
0: give a crap, he's just like he yep. doesn't care Indy, about Indy's anything me. anymore. He needs me. Back whenever off. I
1: see him, whenever I see him on Jimmy Fallon or any of the talk shows, and they try to do a skit with him, he's just like, he hate. I bet he hates doing press. He's had such a long career that I bet he's just so sick and tired of it
0: but he's one of the only ones who acts like it everyone else mm-hmm. can at least fake fake liking the press yeah. I mean if they're dying there's only inside. a
1: couple times where he there's only been a couple times where he's actually enjoyed a press interview and it's fun to see like there's well, that, that like one it. with a uh, blade runner with that um british Graham uh, Norton? not Graham norton oh. no it was it's like a it's more niche interview but it's this uh it's this lady and she's got like this booming personality and jokes with him and ryan gosling a lot and he enjoyed it well
0: that's what i like about him though is that he he doesn't care so much that when you actually see him joyful you know it's real and that makes it better
2: mm-hmm.
0: you're like oh this is yeah. genuine
2: so i bet he's ready uh,
1: so, to retire <laughs> i bet probably. he's ready to retire i feel like everybody's this retiring be
0: I know John Williams said he's retiring after this movie. <gasps> no. Dial of Destiny is his last one, he says. John, no, you only have six Oscars. You, need, you can do more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you
2: Aww, know, my,
0: my, my brother actually just saw him in concert in Chicago the other week. So, flew all the, that's he flew awesome. all the way out to Chicago just for, like, just for a weekend trip, just to see John Williams in concert, because it's like on his bucket list. John Williams is his favorite composer. And he's That's like, he's really a big, cool. he's a big music guy. And he's like, I need to see this before I dies or he dies. That's not a quote. Mm-hmm.
1: But. I bet, uh, I, th- I did see something. Uh, I think Hans Zimmer did a, s- a similar thing. He had like an in-person concert.
0: Yeah. Yeah. John Williams yeah. does a lot of in-person concerts, but it's just, he's, he's winding down.
1: Well, uh, yeah, he's getting up there. He's like 90. Now. I'm surprised he didn't retire. Like I'm surprised he didn't retire years earlier. Because he's just got a fuck ton of money. Yeah, but actually, I don't know how boy. much composers make. Yeah, that's true. He works for Spielberg. I love how, I love the industry that we're in, where film retirement age is in like sixty-five, like normal jobs. It's ninety. <laughs> it's either ninety or death. <laughs> it's usually death. Yeah. <laughs> unless, dis- unless disease gets you first. It's true. Unless you're Jack Nicholson and you just retire at seventy-eight because you're just done.
0: I think or you retired honoring. after
1: Bucket List. Or Sean been Connery a retired too. Oh yeah, too. Sean Connery,
0: yeah. Some people retire, but that's usually just mm-hmm. when they've been stuck with terrible movies for so long that they're just done with it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're like, fine, the industry yeah, is in... pushing me out. I don't... Yeah, what was Sean Connery's last movie? Was it... League of Extraordinary League Gentlemen.
2: Of ex... Oh no. That sucks. That was when he had <laughs> enough.
1: Yep. That's fair. I feel like we've had this conversation before. (laughs) I feel like you've told me that before.
0: What'll be your last movie, Ryan? Are you going to go out on Um, top? Or are you going to end up in the movie of Extraordinary Gentleman 3?
1: I am going to work till death. (laughs) Unless I can't do it anymore.
2: (laughs) Till death. That's good. Uh,
1: It's too death till we part, right? Ryan, that's a marriage. Uh Oh, what's that?
2: Married
0: to your job,
1: anyway. Mm. I, That's why yeah, like I'll probably now get on set, kid. <laughs> <sighs>
0: I'll probably be working till I'm dead too. Will I be making any money? Doubtful. People will <laughs> stop paying me. People will stop paying me decades earlier. But
2: I got one more project.
0: I think there are certain jobs you just don't quit. You know, you don't you don't quit yeah. writing. You don't quit composing. Just mm-hmm. something about the arts—you don't quit. You just kind of keep going as your hobby, because if you enjoyed it to for begin sure. with, and you were you were doing it without anyone paying you, and you'll do it as long as you can keep doing it.
1: Mm-hmm. And a fun thing with the arts too—it's like there's no finite stop. It's you're either working or you're um or you're doing nothing. Like that's a quote I learned from Bear Macquarie, uh, who's the composer for a lot of stuff, where there's like there's two phases while you're in. Um, while you're in the industry you're either doing everything or you're doing nothing and that's kind yeah. of the beauty about this industry there's no yeah. there's no breaks there's just <laughs> you're either doing a lot or doing nothing very true <laughs> there's no in between so what are our final thoughts on this slate I am mildly excited only because the mildly part is any of these could get canned instantly because of just how things have been announced and canned over the years. But since they're being announced at Star Wars Celebration, there's a little bit of hope. Um, Yeah. I'll go see all this. Unless the promotion I, is garbage.
2: <laughs> I am afraid to hope. Because
0: I've been burned so much by Star Wars in the last while. There's a lot more I'm middle of the road on than anything else. I'm going to predict that like 90% of these, I'm going to come back on this podcast and I'm probably not going to outright dislike them. Ryan will probably love them and I'll probably be meh. And then we're going to argue about them the whole time. Cause that's just, that's just how it goes. One of us has a very strong opinion and the other is either meh or dislikes it. So Mm. I'm probably going to be meh on most of it. And maybe a couple, will. I'll really like, I'll be surprised if I outright dislike any of these or like outright hate them. It'll be hard to make me hate anything worse at this point.
1: So like... There's only been a couple things where we've fully agreed on that it's great or we've fully agreed that it's terrible. Most of the time. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Most of... Like we're not usually on opposite sides. It's not usually you think it's great, I think it's terrible. It's usually one of us really likes or dislikes it and the other is... On the fence. Yeah. Uh, but, mm-hmm. so we're not usually opposite. Oh, yeah, except Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That one, I think we're pretty on traditional. It's a good
1: movie. Oh, wait, sorry, the show. Sorry. The show, I was like, yeah, the, I heard Winter that, Soldier, and I that, went straight to the movie.
0: Falcon and the Winter Soldier is one we're on. That's, like, that's one of the only ones I remember that we're... I think the show, show's fine. It's okay. Yeah. I don't oh, think it's so great. Just, all right, so maybe not. In,
1: because yeah. I hate it. There's great moments in it, but yeah. there's also, like, it's got a shitty villain. And I don't yeah. mean uh, John Walker. I mean the fucking redheaded girl. Yeah. Just angry for no reason.
0: <laughs> so the Star Wars slate has me cautiously optimistic we will get back to all of them in due time. I hope close-up's still running in a couple of years when all this stuff's out. We're on good pace right now, so...
1: Yeah. Let's uh, let's keep it up. What if in one of the one of these movies it opens with "They fly now"?
0: <sighs> I hope it's ironic.
1: <laughs> like not that's how not John Boyega a, comes back in. That's how not, John like, Boyega a, comes back in if he can make fun of that line,
0: <laughs> and not like in a Rise of Skywalker way where somehow Palpatine returned is a self serious line. <sighs> not now, if cloning. Uh, so Star Wars is a mess, but I hope, I want to enjoy this stuff. I really do. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm pretty confident the show won't shut down by the time we get to Indiana Jones. <laughs> I think we can make it till June.
1: <laughs> Let's see what else comes we up. We can do it. We can do it. Let's get to June. Oh, recently? Yeah, June, yeah, June's gonna be huge, because it's uh, Indiana Jones and Spider-Verse. But I think also in May, there's uh, Guardians. Very hyped for Guardians.
0: Mm-hmm. Part of me wants to put a line in the sand, say it's the last Marvel movie I'll ever watch, but I know it's not going to happen.
1: No, it's not. We have a podcast, Joe. <laughs> you <laughs> have to watch it ab- till phase 12. <laughs>
0: That's the worst thing about talking about media just on, on the internet. I write a blog articles. I do this podcast. is that I can't choose to not watch the popular stuff most Mm-mm. of the time. And I don't really want to watch Marvel anymore, but I feel <laughs> obligated
1: it's not mar this one's not marvel it's james gunn just remember that when you're going into it (laughs) i know that's why that's why i'm excited for guardians 3 because i've seen it as a
0: james gunn movie that just happens and then we'll be be back
1: and then we'll be back in fucking november with marvels (laughs) yeah
2: yeah marvels oh yay (laughs) i mean yeah
0: sure positivity fake smiles you can't see me, but...
1: Well, you can't say fake smile when you're doing a fake smile. <laughs> fake smile. <laughs> Defeats the whole purpose of a fake smile. <laughs>
0: yeah, but a fake smile is funny enough. Saying it aloud is funny enough that it makes me actual smile.
1: <laughs> Wait a sec. Now we're in a... Oh, no. You broke the space-time continuum. You fake smile that. that made you real smile, but you're fake smile. <laughs> exactly. Oh. <laughs> and on that note, plug your social. Does not compute. All right, well, you can find me at Ryan Walker Official on Facebook. Not on Facebook. Shit! Take two. You can find me at Ryan Walker Official on YouTube, TikTok, and on Instagram.
0: You can find Ryan Walker Official on Facebook. Nope. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Media. (laughs) Also, check out the Close Up Ryan and Joe Facebook page for latest updates on the show. If you listen to us in audio, check out our YouTube channel. And if you're on YouTube, find us anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. We hope to see you on the next Close Up with Ryan and Joe. Till next time, and may the forest be with you.
2: I will do what I must. You will try.